and welcome to Hear These Words, a podcast from Good Shepherd Episcopal Church in Tequesta, Florida. I'm Derek Larson, Associate Rector here at Good Shepherd. And I'm David Dixon, Director of Youth and Family Ministries. And we are joined today by Mary Lou Crefasi, who is a parishioner here at Good Shepherd, as well as our office coordinator. Yes. Good morning. Each week on the podcast, we discuss the passages of Scripture assigned for the upcoming Sunday. This week is the 18th Sunday after the Pentecost, October 9th, 2022, and the words we hear are from 2 Kings chapter 5, verses 1 through 3, and verses 7 through 15c, Psalm 111, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 8 through 15, and the Gospel of Luke chapter 17, verses 11 through 19. All right. Well, we made it back. I was out for a week. You were out for a week, David. Right. And uh, now we're both finally back here know, after right. a round of sickness. And we're joined by Mary Lou, yes. which I'm very excited about. That's we get to work day. together every day in the office. Right. I put all those bulletins together for you. Yeah, that's true. And a lot more. <laughs> a lot more. So how long have you been at Good Shepherd, Mary Lou? Um, I actually started coming to Good Shepherd in August of 2019. And of course, we all know what happened in March of 2020. Right. So I was here like six months before the pandemic right. hit. So, but um, I was very drawn to the uh, the community. It's truly a place of prayer and belonging, mm-hmm. as our um, prayer prayer says. Mm-hmm. Yes. So. And you've really jumped in in that time. I mean, you're you you were volunteering in the office and other things, um, and now you're working for us. Right. And <laughs> I mean, you just. It's a win-win. Yeah. I found retirement isn't as exciting as <laughs> I thought it would be. <laughs> and, and you have a lot of experience in the Episcopal Church, too. So it's yes. been a real gift to have you here um, because you, you just know so much. And you're one of those people that, yes, you help with the bulletins, but also we can bounce ideas off of you. And right. So I really appreciate your presence here. Absolutely. Yeah. Happy to be here. And glad to have you for the podcast. Um, we can jump right in. Our, our first passage is, is from 2 Kings, and uh, in the lectionary cycle, our first reading this time of year is, it bounces around, so it's not in sequential order. So this passage from 2 Kings is chosen because of the similarities it has with um, the gospel. gospel. But th- this passage is about this, the story of Naaman, uh, Naaman and Elisha. And Naaman is struggling with a skin disease. Um, right. Some people say with leprosy. And, uh, and he's told to go to Israel because he's not an Israelite. Right. And he finds Elisha there who heals him. It's a very interesting story. And I encourage our listeners to go and read the whole thing, even before Sunday, because um, it's very interesting. Right. Yeah. Y'all have any thoughts on this passage? Well, I was very struck by um, the the social order, how um, the young girl who's captive, you know, that's kind mm-hmm. of the low person on the totem pole, actually has uh, has the um, she speaks truth to power. Yeah, right. She, you know, says send him to or. Um, the prophet in Samaria, and mm-hmm. uh, and they did that. And later on, um, 
the servants speak to Naaman and say, you really should listen and do what you're told. Mm-hmm. So the fact that the people who um, are very low in the social order really make a difference. Yeah. So I noticed that as well. The, I mean, this whole uh, narrative of healing starts because an enslaved woman is unafraid to speak. Mm-hmm. Right. It's powerful. Yeah. Right. Um, it's actually growing up. It was one of my uh, favorite stories, to be honest. I thought it was really interesting. You know, uh, Naaman, if you want to be cleansed, go down there and wa- <laughs> wait around in the water and dip yourself seven times, and <laughs> and it's going to happen. And so uh, it was just really interesting the similarities between, um, you know, the water and the significance of water, uh, certainly in the region, but with respect to our baptism as well. Mm. And uh, like you pointed out, Father Derek, uh, many people say it's leprosy, but it could have been literally any skin right. Uh, disorder, right? right? right. Uh, it could have just been a dermatitis <laughs> for all we know. Um, and the fact that sometimes, not a lot of times, uh, for us to experience, I guess, being made whole uh, requires a humbling experience. Mm. And this is what Naaman had to go through, a humbling experience. Exactly. You have, sometimes you have to go down before you can go up, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's what happened right. here. Exactly. I, I was really surprised. Um, I haven't read this story for, oh, at least three years. <laughs> right. And I was surprised by his reaction, how the first thing he, you know, he has this sense of entitlement mm-hmm. um, because he's a great man, as mm. it tells us. Um, so he's angry that Elisha doesn't come and talk to him directly. Mm. He gets angry about that. And then when he's told to go into the Jordan River, right. oh, that water's Dirty. not good enough for me. Let me go into <laughs> these clean rivers. Mm-hmm. So, um, But at the end, he has that trim, tra- um, humbling experience. Mm-hmm. A, a real um, transformation where he's physically healed, right. but there's a change in his heart. Sure. So there's a spiritual healing mm, as well. That's good. Yeah. What sticks out to me the most about this passage is the fact of uh, of who Naaman is. Naaman is a commander of the army of the king of Aram, mm-hmm. which is a neighboring kingdom, which is essentially an enemy right. of Israel. They they were on and off again enemies um, mm-hmm. fighting with one another. I think the next chapter, there's, um, there's a battle between uh, the king of Aram and the king of Israel. And mm-hmm. so it's so interesting that this passage is about the healing mm-hmm. of an enemy. True. It's about the loving of an enemy. It's about God expanding the boundaries of who who deserves healing and who doesn't, who is deserves love and who mm-hmm. doesn't. And in fact, in um, in Luke four, Jesus mentions this passage of scripture, this yep. story, for that exact reason yep. that God is opening up and widening the scope of of who belongs and who deserves love. And we're recording this on the feast day of St. Francis, my favorite. I've got my Francis shirt on today Uh, and socks. I've got my Francis socks on. But I'm I'm also thinking a lot about Francis in this passage because of his love for those 
with leprosy, but also um, he is one that crossed enemy lines uh, to meet an enemy and in meeting an enemy found a friend and something similar is happening here that Naaman uh, is is willing to stoop down to talk to an enemy Mm -hmm. just for help. And then he does so with disdain the whole time until he's healed. And then in that healing, he finds um, not only a friend, but someone holy. And I wonder how often we would find something holy uh, if we were willing to cross enemy lines. Sure. And and I think it points to, you know, this idea that there's a wideness in God's mercy. Mm. Right. That I think is just... Sounds like a song. It is a song. (laughs) (laughs) A great song. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And we shouldn't forget about that. That's good. Well, what about the psalm? Uh, Psalm 111. This psalm uh, starts off with with gratitude. Uh, I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart and the assembly of the upright in the congregation. And then it goes on to just really talk about how amazing God is. It says, how great are the deeds of the Lord. His work is full of majesty and splendor. Um, The works of his hands are faithfulness and justice. All his commandments are sure. They stand fast forever. Uh, so this is a song that begins with gratitude um, because it's talking about just the, the greatness and goodness of mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. Well, I would like to talk about the last verse <laughs> because um, that's one that I've kind of struggled with through the years. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Mm-hmm. And um, at one point I thought, I'll just replace the word fear with awe, Mm -hmm. to be in awe of God Mm -hmm. is the beginning of wisdom. But I wonder if we can really discount fear. Um, I don't know. What are your thoughts? You know, one of the images that I have of God is from C.S. Lewis, the Narnia Chronicles with Uh Aslan, Mm -hmm. who is the Jesus God figure and certainly is uh, fear inducing in many ways because he's this wild lion. Um, So there is an aspect of fear, Mm -hmm. but at the same time. It's not very comforting. <laughs> right, right. So, what are your thoughts? No, I think that's right. I think, um, you know, many times you have this kind of salutation, particularly in, uh, I'm thinking of in Luke, where the visitation comes to Mary. Uh, you're going mm. to, you know, conceive. What's the very first thing the words uh that come out of the messenger's mouth is fear not. Mm -hmm. And you have this phrase fear not throughout scripture, both the Hebrew text and the Greek text. And I just one day was thinking about that. I thought, you know, God's not going to tell us not to fear if there's not a reason to fear, (laughs) you know, (laughs) I mean, he's saying don't fear because there is a really a reason to fear, but I'm telling you not to fear. So I think there is that kind of tension Right. Right. Between having this worshipful kind of uh, acknowledgement of God, but also understand that God is, you know, beyond anything Mm -hmm. that we could possibly conceive. And that in and of itself gives us that moment of fear. I Mm -hmm. don't really 
know, you know, everything there is to know about God. God is so huge and so big, far bigger than the way I can think. God cannot fit into our brains. Surpasses understanding. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, That, that's what I was thinking as well. That, um, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Um, the fear of the Lord means a recognition of the um, the bigness of right. God. That, that God is a big God, and that is scary mm-hmm. because that means our little gods are Absolutely. not oh, yeah. uh, God. Um, that means that the little boxes that we put God in are not big enough to contain God. Right. Mm-hmm. And when that happens, it is scary because mm-hmm. we have to acknowledge truths that, that we don't want to acknowledge. So I'm thinking about Naaman. At the beginning of the story, he had no fear of the Lord right. because his God was small. He didn't right. think much of the God of Israel. Um, but throughout the story, he slowly takes on this fear of the Lord. In other words, he recognizes just how big this God is. And this God is so big that, that, um, that God uh, kind of defies his expectations of mm-hmm. what he thinks God is supposed to be right. and do and act like and what he thinks a healing is supposed to be and do and act like. So um, I, think, I think we're all afraid when we don't quite know what to expect. Mm. And God is someone that we right. don't know right. how, you know, right. we can never um, know exactly what to expect when it's from God. Yeah. Part of that's our own limitation, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, we, and we try to anthropomorphize God by putting our limitations mm-hmm. on God so that we can somehow understand this God that we cannot see. And when you do that, it is to shrink God, mm-hmm. right? right? It's to bring God down. And um, you can't do that. I, I love the passage uh, that says, heaven is my throne. Earth is my footstool. Where are you going to build me a house, David? <laughs> <You know? laughs> right. can't, David wants to build a house for the Lord. Where are you going to build this house? Because you can't put me in the confines of your own uh, you know, right. limited understanding. God will always break out of the boundaries yeah. that we set yeah. uh, and put in place. And I think that's... That's the part that gets us on edge is yeah. God doesn't fit in this nice frame, right? right. Yeah. That we right. want to put God. Okay. Exactly. So, so I put it, I wrote down for this passage, having a big God is the beginning of wisdom. <laughs> having a, having a small God yeah. is the beginning of foolishness. Right. I like right. it. And it's yeah. a paraphrase of that. Good job. <laughs> yeah. We'll jump into Second uh, Timothy. And for the second reading, we are going sequentially through. So we went through parts of Paul's first letter to Timothy. Now we're going through Paul's second letter mm-hmm. to Timothy. And remember, Timothy is sort of a follower of Paul, a friend or a helper of Paul. And Paul is his mentor. And so he's writing to Timothy and, and um, giving his recommendations uh, for, for his ministry. And, uh, and we have in this, this passage, this beautiful little section, uh, this little hymn that said, that Paul, or Paul calls a saying, if we have died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we deny him, he will also deny us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. And I always love these little hymns or sayings that pop up in scripture because we don't know exactly where they come from, but Paul's obviously quoting them. But this hymn for me 
is, is powerful because it reminds us that the story of Jesus is not just the story of Jesus. The story of Jesus is also our own story. It's our own story. So when we right. see Jesus suffer, we can see our own suffering. When we see Jesus' death, we can see our own death. And most important of all, when we see Jesus' resurrection, we see our own resurrection, our own healing. Absolutely. And that's sort of what this uh, passage is saying. If we died with him, then we'll also live with him. If we endure, we'll also reign with him. We are side by side with Jesus. His destiny is our destiny. Right. Yeah. What about I, y'all? I like it. Uh, I, I love this passage. And a lot of times in uh, Paul's writings, and um, some people... You know, of course, say this is just attributed to Paul. It probably wasn't written by Paul. Well, it really doesn't matter whether Paul wrote it or not. Paul right. wrote it simply because there's a line of thought that comes right, right out of Pauline uh, ideology mm-hmm. and theology. But many times you have this, this phrase, if we, and most of the time the if could be translated as since, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. since we have died. It's not a matter of if, well, you you possibly chose not to die with Christ. That's not in the formula. (laughs) The formula is we have died with him. We have been buried with him. We have been quickened with him. We have been risen with him. And we have been made to sit together with him. It's not a if, it is a fact. This is this is a th- now we have to come to acknowledge that and see that as a reality. But it's it's what you were saying, Father Derek. It is a vicarious atonement, a vicarious mm-hmm. salvation. That Christ's death was my death and Christ's resurrection is my resurrection. Christ's destiny is my destiny. And so I begin to place or see myself in this kind of causal flow that comes straight from God to me. And I'm a part of that stream. And uh, finding my place in that is so important. I love how it talks about uh, if you deny him, you know, he's going to deny you. And it's you read that and you think, oh, that's a bad thing. No, really what it, you have to kind of, at least this is how I conceive of it, put it in this kind of argument where uh, you're going to deny me. No, I'm denying you. It's a Bardian kind of thing where you're saying no to me. Well, I'm going to say yes to you. <laughs> you think you can overdo me? I'm going to overdo what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. And what my yes does is it changes everything, right? Mm, you can yeah. say no to me, humanity, but I'm saying yes to you. You can try to draw a circle to exclude me. I'm drawing a bigger one to include you. Hmm. Well, the, the next line says, if we are faithless, he remains faithful. faithful. Mm-hmm. So, exactly. Yeah. That's that, good. Yeah. yeah, it's awesome. It's a, it's a powerful uh, conception of it. And I, the very last portion of this text as well... <laughs> I don't like the rendering of it in in this particular passage. It what it really what it says in for instance the King James says study to show yourself approved unto God a workman who doesn't need to be ashamed. And here it says do your best <laughs> to present yourself. Well, sometimes your best isn't good enough, but really what it is trying to convey to us is when you uh begin to understand God's plan, you're not you're not studying to become approved. You're studying to show yourself that you are already approved. 
under God. And you don't need to be ashamed. That's what we're, we're trying our best to see that this is who we really are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we really are what God through Christ has declared us to be. So I'm convincing myself <laughs> that that is the case, yeah. that I don't have to be ashamed because of the work of God in Christ. Right. And, and uh, I just want to highlight this one line from the passage as well that says, but the word of God is not chained. I just love that. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I preached a whole sermon just on that sentence one time. I love that <laughs> nice. sentence. But I think it goes back to our other passages in our other conversation about the fear of the Lord. Right. right. That, right. Um, the word of the Lord is not chained. It's yeah. not small. It's, right. it's, it's big. big, expansive. Nice. Yeah. Uh, finally, we have our gospel. Luke <laughs> chapter 17, verses 11 through 19. This is the story of, uh, of Jesus going through the region between Samaria and Galilee, sort of a borderlands area. And he encounters 10 people with leprosy or some Mm -hmm. kind of skin disease. And they all fall down and ask for mercy and healing. And and Jesus has mercy. They're healed and they go on their way. Um, And one of them, a Samaritan, uh, which is its own Own. thing, Mm -hmm. uh, comes back and falls down before Jesus in gratitude and praise. Right. I think there's a lot that could be said <laughs> about this passage. Yeah. And once again, as in the uh, Old Testament reading, we have the social order mm. being challenged because the Samaritan, the outsider, is the right. one who comes back exactly. to say thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I like that. Yeah. That's the, I, this is all I'll say about this. Because you said there's a whole lot that can be said <laughs> that I will not say. And we're trying to be uh, time conscious here. Don't forget to say thank you. Right. That's something my mother always told me whenever yeah. I went out as a kid. Yeah. Remember to say thank you. <laughs> and I think this is, this is a lesson we can learn here. Right. Say thank you. Yes. <laughs> you know? <laughs> for the good things that God has done, mm-hmm. even the good things that you don't even necessarily attribute to God's goodness. Right. Mm-hmm. Just be thankful but for those things. How human is that? You know, because if it, if we have a crisis in our lives, our initial reaction is to pray mm. and pray and pray and pray, and then if our prayers are answered, then mm. well, thanks God. Right. See ya. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then. Our serious, the seriousness of our prayers, probably, okay, mine, right, away. Right, right. speaking for myself, right. um, <laughs> on occasion, yeah. so. Well, I think also the practice of gratitude mm. is the practice of awareness. Yeah. In the sense that when we consciously take the time to say thank you, then we are we are more something. acknowledging, yeah. we're more aware, we're more conscious mm-hmm. of all that we have to be thankful right. for. Right. And so, uh, you know, what what perplexes me about this passage is we don't know what happened to the other nine folks. Yeah. Right. Um, they they went on their way. Presumably, they were healed, uh, but they didn't come back and say thank you. Why? Was it because they were ungrateful or was it even because they didn't even notice? Right. Because they were on their way and they just were, they didn't take the time to notice. Mm -hmm. They didn't take the time to be grateful. Hmm. And so the practice of gratitude is also about slowing down and looking around in your life and seeing 
um, things to be grateful for, yeah. seeing the great work um, that God is doing in our lives. We have so much mm. to be grateful for. And here, this is sort of an obvious example. Yes, if you are healed from a physical uh, ailment, that's that's something obvious to be grateful and, and praise God for. But we are experiencing healing um, and little acts of of God's grace and mercy in each and every moment. Right. There's right. always something to be grateful for yeah. in God's generosity. But we have to open our eyes and acknowledge mm-hmm. um, those things. It takes some awareness, intentionality. Yeah, right? and awareness. Right. Yeah. right. So, of course, I've often wondered if, you know, Jesus says, go and show yourselves to the priest. Mm -hmm. If perhaps the Samaritan (coughs) recognizes that Jesus is the great high priest, Mm -hmm. comes to him. That's good. I hadn't thought of it that way. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, I think that that's a good place to wrap up for today. Um, That's all we have time for. But we are grateful for your presence, listeners. And uh, if you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe so that you'll never miss an episode and be sure to share with your friends. You can also rate the show and leave us a review to help others find us. And now officially this week, our podcast is available on Apple Podcasts. So if you have an iPhone, there's a podcast app. And if you search here, these words will be right there on there. And that's where you can subscribe and it'll automatically download to your phone each week and you can leave a review and all of that. So, uh, Mary Lou, thank you so much for joining us. I I really appreciate your insight and thank all of you for joining us for this great discussion. And we hope you feel better prepared for worship this coming Sunday as we hear these words. Until next time. Bye. Bye.